we just got back from our trip to my well it was my birthday trip but it was a month after my birthday yes we went to and north carolina after my birthday <laughs> we went to we went to chimney rock it was closer to marks than mine but you know what time sucks well, everyone, welcome back. We uh, we haven't, have, we haven't we recorded haven't, in a long time. We yes. took a bit of a some break or a break because so these last couple Mondays of of our our post for the show has been a little stagnant. But this episode that you're about to hear, it's been a long time coming. Yes, and it's been a while since we've been recording, so we're a little rusty. We're a little rusty. A little but bit. I know when I talked about audacity, I was like, oh god, can I can I can I do this? Right? <laughs> it's been so um, long. We have not recorded since January. For real, really? For real. Yeah. Damn. We, yeah. We literally had, I don't even know how we had that Jeez, many episodes true. Yeah, ready know, yeah. for three months, um, but yeah, we haven't recorded since then. T- today's episode's a little bit special. It's an it's another Zoom uh, interview. Yes. Um, um, tell us a little bit about who it so, is. So it's about uh, the interview person being interviewed is, is, a, is a YouTuber named Duke Sloth, mm-hmm, who is mm-hmm. a um, creator for Smite, which is one of my favorite games ever. Honestly, currently this one of the one of the worst games I've ever played. But it, 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 that's how it is. That's so a MOBA. It's pretty fun. It's free to play. Go play it. You know, if you hate yourself. Um, Duke Thoughts is a super cool guy. Yeah, and so it, it you know it's been so long since we've been on, but you know we're very happy and fortunate to be still doing this show mm-hmm. and and bringing you guys some of the best stories we can we can showcase. Yeah. So, um, also, just prepare for the audio on our end to drop. He'll he, sound pretty good. We might be a bit quiet, or um, yeah. our audio might sound a bit choppy. But that's yeah. that's just because it's yeah. no way to fix that, really. Yeah. So uh, bear with us. Uh, we're really excited for the future of mm-hmm. the rest of this show and what we bring beyond. And uh, this right now, this episode is just a little bit of taste of what we still got to to bring, my man. All right. So let's do it. <laughs> I'm incredibly uh, excited to interview uh-huh. Duke Sloth, mm-hmm. who is a Smite YouTuber. That's what I knew him from. Um, super big fan of this guy. Been I've been watching him since like, his channel started getting up. But I would not, I would, ne- would never have run into it if my friend Mason, who's also a huge fan, has never, uh, would never told me about it. So I got, I, I got to you when you were about like 10k, I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's also a big fan. He wanted me to tell you that. You know he loves you and he loves all your, your stuff and he's a big fan. Thank you. <laughs> no problem. So, um, what's what's your real name? Is that okay? Can are oh, you- that's actually that is actually incredibly confidential. <laughs> okay, I got you. I got you. Confidential. Um, I'm very careful with that. Not because like, uh, you know, I I don't want to tell people my name, but because yeah, yeah. uh, yeah, being an an internet creator comes with its downsides and people being yeah, really that's... weird is one of them. <laughs> I understand. Yeah, I totally, understand totally cool. Sure. No, but yeah, but keeping it on incognito for sure. I respect it. I respect it so, for sure. So, um, tell uh, tell the the people uh, listening a little bit about yourself. Yeah. Okay. Um. So, where where do I start? <laughs> um. um I guess start- yeah. I I started getting into into uh, making videos on YouTube uh, at the time I was in uni, mm. uh, which was. How many years is that now? Uh, 
six-ish years ago, I think. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, initially it was just like a, a fun hobby, but it was with the intention to see if this can go somewhere uh, job-wise in the long run. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, yeah, now I am a full-time YouTube content creator. Uh, I finished my my Unity bachelor still. I finished my... Uh, well, I guess essentially the first half of a degree um, <laughs> uh, in in business psychology, uh, which is a very yes, uh, a very strange sounding one. <laughs> yeah, I know, like the psychology in business, huh? <laughs> yeah, it is, it is. It is not psychology in business. That's why it's so so weird. So it's um, essentially uh, business and psychology in in separate parts of the study, and then uh, a third part that is both combined. So it's very specifically aimed towards uh, going into marketing later, um, which along the way I kind of realized I didn't really want to do. <laughs> uh, yeah. And that's kind of how I ended up with YouTube. Um, yeah, my, my uh, prof got sick uh, in the year I was meant to write my bachelor thesis. And um, as a result of that, uh, I kind of decided that instead um i'm gonna try and make this youtube thing full time and i, I yeah, uh, sure. told my parents about that and they were like okay we'll support you for half a year mm-hmm. uh, and either after that you've achieved financial independence or you go and figure out figure out something else and fortunately it worked out <laughs> yeah awesome well that, that must have been pretty scary though right you know what what, what what how many subscribers were you at when when you uh, decided to do that uh i think somewhere around the five 10k ish i would say hmm. uh don't quite remember but must have been around that uh, it, it wasn't necessarily scary and so far that uh the place i was living in was um very cheap and um i also had another job uh, at the time i was working uh as like a, like uh, let's just say <laughs> helper to a secretary uh in in the uni's office as well so i had some money coming in from elsewhere okay. um and because my because my bachelor thesis was delayed anyway so it was like there wasn't really anything to do and either this works out or i'm going to finish my thesis uh and then i'm going to go into a more traditional job and mm-hmm. uh i ended up finishing my thesis uh about three years later i think because <laughs> youtube took over completely but yeah. Uh, yeah so it wasn't all too scary it was relatively comfortable but i think it's also it comes with the territory and so far that uh in germany studying is incredibly cheap mm. so mm, yes it's not really something where you worry about spending an extra half year on it or something because it doesn't I really wish, cost man i didn't know that over here it's uh, yeah, definitely, it's, the, it's the, definitely the other side de- yeah, definitely yep it's more expensive <laughs> uh. Um, and, uh, how, so, and you're, so you're, you're in Australia right now. Um, is, yeah. is the gaming community really huge over there? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, yeah. I think in one of your videos, you talked about like, okay, cause well, when season eight came out, the smite servers, uh, were, were crappier than they typically are. Mm. Um, over on the, um, the East coast of America, you know, I've never had an issue getting into game, especially cause I'm on console. Right. And, and smite is most easily accessible on there but i know in other places um that it, it can get it can get pretty hard you can be waiting a while for a game to queue up and then when season eight happened specifically it was just like servers were terrible mm. um 
but yeah, so it's it's still it's still bad even in Australia. I figured there'd be a better player base there. Yeah. Um, are the, the server issues are actually fine in Australia now. <laughs> Finally, after after season seven being completely horrible in that regard. Um, yeah. But uh, the player pool is definitely still small. It's um, it's gotten better. We've gotten more players this season, so you find matches. But yeah, um, I, I can uh, <laughs> quick anecdotal story on that. Um, so it's an issue in in online games. Uh, is smurfing which is when experienced players make new accounts to basically uh run over newer players (laughs) and uh and uh i was playing the other day and i was playing with another content creator with uh the other frost yes and uh, i've I've talked to him as well yeah oh (laughs) right i didn't even know about that yeah i love i I love you you guys are my favorites my creators and i was like nice what are the chances i get to talk about them yeah you guys are awesome Wait, this was on the on the podcast as well, or? Um, I talked to him. I, t- I sent him a message asking him to be if he wanted to be on. Um, he said yes, but at a, like much later time. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, and then, uh, and then you got back to me, and I was like, "Whoa!" Because I've been I've been watching <laughs> him longer than him, but uh, it's, it's pretty awesome. I'm excited. I even got to like message you guys on Discord. Uh-huh, it was pretty sure, cool. For sure. Uh, nice shout out to Frost. Um, well, anyways, uh, the, the the story that came with that was that. Um, he he wanted to join for a game because he wanted to just, I guess, experience the terror of uh, <laughs> of Australian service, and uh, we ended up playing uh, against a stack team of four Smurfs Oof. that were all running on secondary accounts, and oh, therefore wow. we had completely new players on our team along with us, uh, and it was just completely disastrous. And I was just like, yeah. "Yep, that's the uh, Australian experience right there." <laughs> <laughs> Because so there are just not enough players to just just offset teams like that. They, they do, yeah. The system just doesn't have a clue what to do. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. I've always I, that, I've I've always found that interesting. Like how um how matchmaking even works in 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 games like Smite or in general. You know, it it's definitely they got these algorithms and stuff. And I'm like, damn. But so I got one of my one of the questions I got for you is um when did you get into Smite and why did you stay in Smite? Uh, I got into Smite in season one, so eight years ago. Um, I, I don't exactly, I don't exactly remember how it happened. Like everyone else always has their story. Like, oh yeah, I saw it there, and then uh, I went for it, and I'm like, yeah, I, I guess I saw it somewhere. Mm-hmm. I, I know that I started with a friend, but I'm not sure if I found it or if he found it. Um, it, it was uh, what I remember is that I, I, I really liked it because it was essentially the same game format as League of Legends, which I was playing at the time, uh, but uh, the control scheme of World of Warcraft. And mm. that was the game that I played for uh, <laughs> a significant portion of my life before that. Yeah, or yeah. Uh, not, not so long portion of my life, but a very intense short portion where I didn't do much else. Yeah, um, yeah. And uh, yeah, why did I stay? Because uh, I enjoyed it. Um, I actually took a break uh, like around um season two ish i think mm. uh for a while i i didn't enjoy it as much and i played uh borderlands primarily and then uh yeah i tried i tried making youtube content about borderlands uh but it was uh, borderlands the pre-sequel at the time uh, uh which uh, flopped yeah. uh pretty hard uh <laughs> and as a result of that i realized well this is not really going to be the future for for my content creation um and i got back into playing smite and then decided, okay, I might as well uh, try and see if I can make content all this instead and how that goes. 
uh, and that worked pretty well. <laughs> yeah, good. What was your what was your first god you ever played? Oh boy, I can I can say the first god I bought that was Nemesis because uh, she was in the like in the launcher back then. The launcher had this like preload window still, and mm-hmm. uh, that was uh, a video I think of Allied playing Nemesis. Maybe Allied. Wow, yeah, that would have been a while ago. Uh, well, yeah, that was season one, and um, oh yeah, that's what you just said that. And yeah, I, I know that I saw her design and her kit, and I was like, "Yo, that's that's what I want to play." Yeah. Um, but I don't know what god I played when I like first went into the game. I I think I I didn't really care much for the starter gods back then. Uh-huh. Um, that happened later. <laughs> uh, so I I'm I'm definitely not like a very savant on on the lore of Smite for sure, but I can. I could definitely attest to gaming in, in general too. Um, and so when Thomas uh, and I got together for this, I was really excited to, to talk to, to you about uh, just in general, I, I feel like everybody, you know, especially when we're younger at, at our ages, we, we started playing games really young. How, do you know how, how long you've just been gaming in general for your life? Like, and what? Oh yeah. I started young as well. Uh, I started, um, Try. I can actually hang on. I can figure that out exactly for you. Give me one second. I I, I don't know. I don't know the exact answer. Oh, he's got the he's got the journal. Is like today. Uh, <laughs> today I played my first video game. Um. So so the the big thing for me was uh uh my first Game Boy and um. Uh, wait, actually, I, no, I actually can't tell you the exact date because that was actually the first game. Like the first big game that I got um, was Pokemon, like the first first edition. But uh, before that, I had one other game, which was uh, Donkey Kong Country, which I got for uh, for very cheap. And uh, I didn't have much money. I obviously, I was a kid. So uh, that, that was the game that I could afford. And I played that sure. and played it and played it and played it. <laughs> <laughs> No, yeah, I'm, I'm I've, thinking... I've always been interested in just seeing like where everybody starts. I feel like there's never one concrete oh, yeah. specific answer with gaming that people have. I feel like everybody started. Oh, no, that, that was very like definitely that one. Be, even though I maybe played like PC games on a friend's PC before or something. But uh-huh. that was that was at least my own like entry into that where I got my thing to play with. And I think I think it was actually the first thing I did. Um, and then my first PC was also very young. Mm. Uh, I mean, I guess by, by back then standards nowadays, it's not especially anymore, but like, uh, I got it, I think when I was 11 or so, because I, uh, I got it at a, as a hand me down from my, uh, well, from a distant relative. Mm-hmm. Um, and my parents were uh, very adamantly against me getting a console. They... <laughs> For some reason, did not want me to 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 have a yeah Nintendo sixty four or whatever at the time. Um, and easy master race before it was cool, man. <laughs> no, I mean like I I really didn't want to. We I really wanted to have a console because you know I I started on Game Boy, so I was in that Nintendo field already. Um, yeah, that's yeah. true. That's true. Um, I I was just not allowed to. Uh, but for some reason, I was allowed to have a PC. <laughs> so um, interesting, interesting. So I became a PC gamer. <laughs> I saw I the controller, it? and they were like, "This is this is the devil. You oh, must, you must." Never, I think, I think it must have been something bad. I I mean, like as much as you, you're joking about this, I think it must have been something where they just associated like 
console with this is only for gaming whereas a PC <laughs> can be used for something productive as well oh so, yeah you know, that makes sense yeah you're gonna be annoying either way so at least you get this one and you can do something else with but it you, I suppose. a bit, bit more you know open-ended with what you can do with it um yeah well, that's cool that's fantastic Did, i mean um i mean it's smite your your most played game you think uh yeah at this point it probably is yeah i was like did you ever think when you were younger like yeah this is i'm de- this is the game like when you first started you're like yeah this is the game this is the game i'm gonna be playing um i thought that was world of warcraft for a long time yeah. i suppose <laughs> um but yeah outside of that not really i mean I've, i'm always open to to new experiences when it comes to gaming i'm not someone who locks themselves in a game because mm-hmm. he wants to but more so because with Smite, it's just it's just logical for me based on the fact that you know it's also my job at this point. But yeah, right. I, I'm actually curious about that. So now now you're doing this full time, mm-hmm. and my my question is uh, now with this being kind of this new outlet of like actually doing something that you like and doing it for your career as a full time. What I just want to know your thoughts about um the community as a whole as far as like <laughs> just just in general nothing like the, big the, like yeah, the, the smite community specifically no just yeah oh, okay. just gaming in general oh, okay, too because say. you know that is a new format of 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 creating content especially on youtube and i just want your your opinions on it, your thoughts about that whole thing and you being included in that in that as well right i think that's that's um it's kind of hard to generally answer that like because it's basically there's three different communities here right you have the gaming community you have the smite community and you have the content creator community um when it comes to the smite community i would say uh it's as you would expect it for a mobile community it's not like it's not dramatically different from others there is a decent amount of toxicity but um Uh in real life the vast majority of people that you meet are are very nice. They're just not nice when in your games. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that comes with the game, like, like that comes with how these games work. Like that, it's just a very easy like frustration factor to be built up around. Uh, yeah, any of these types of game yeah. where you you know even even people that you like can be extremely frustrating to play with uh, oh, because. Yeah. You, yeah. you have certain expectations that need to be fulfilled or whatever. Um, gaming community as a whole, I think, is uh, more of a misconception, really, um, because uh, I think gaming communities are so vastly different between them that I, I no longer think that they can be generalized as one community. Right. Like, um, especially now that it's even harder to say where you draw the line. Like, for example, for the longest time, uh, you had a lot of people that were elitist in that regard uh, that they said that you can't count uh, mobile gaming as as gaming community. Hmm. Uh, and now mobile games, especially in, in Asia, are really blowing up as the new market for competitive gaming, uh, bringing in lots more players and lots more money than, than PC games or console games ever did. Uh, and I think gamers will eventually have to acknowledge that that is part of gaming now. So that, for example, reshapes the community as a whole again, uh, which makes a general answer super hard. Content creation community, uh, rough territory, I would say. Um, I think it's very uh, uh, insular, I suppose. Like you'll have... um, You'll have groups of people that that uh, fit together very very well and and become very close friends, uh, and either you're part of a group or or you're not, and then you will have a really hard time 
fitting in with them or connecting with them. Uh Uh, And likewise, it's also obviously a very competitive field because the margins in content creation are incredibly thin and uh, it's very competitive because of that, because everyone wants their piece of the slice and uh, yeah, you, you meet some, you meet some really good people. I think I've met some really good people um, where like you find that you, you can, find you you will not have that feeling that they want to put up this like competitive aspect with you they uh-huh. they see you as a as a friend or as an as an equal but not as competition but a lot of people will see you as competition and some people will just just outright hate you like especially smaller creators will will sometimes just outright hate you because you're more successful and right. they wish that was them yeah mm. damn yeah. that's that's true mm-hmm. i mean i wish i was big too but it's more of like like a I envy you. I don't hate you though. You know, like I just kind of like, <laughs> otherwise I don't think I'd be here. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. And it's like, it's like, well, cause there's, there's a, there, there's a, I think there's gotta be a line drawn where you, you understand that like the person is successful because they worked hard to get there. Mm-hmm. You can't just get there in a year or you can, they, they, they see the success. They don't see all the work that went on behind that. Right. right. Um, yeah. Cause any, anything worth doing takes a lot of, a lot of hard work. And, you know, it, it's, and to a degree, a, a little bit of luck too, but, you know. Oh, you I would not even just say a little bit of luck. I think, I think uh, content creation as a whole is a massive amount of luck at any point. Yeah. Like mm. uh, you can, you can look at, looking at like Twitch streamers, for example, you can also be successful one day and you can feel miserably the next day and never recover from that. Uh, if you don't have the right long-term strategy. So it's not just luck at the end of the day, but um, getting popular has a lot to do with luck. I think um, I, I would say among like content creators in general, I'm someone who uh, was very strategical about it from the start. Like, like I said, I was uh, planning to earn money uh, with my content creation very early on. And uh, I uh, effectively like, uh, advertised my videos a lot on reddit for example um which was uh, something that that gave me a bit of an edge where i wasn't as dependent on luck uh but obviously there's still luck involved with the youtube algorithm picking up the videos based on that and uh yeah allowing me to to succeed so i think as much as people like to talk about planning and as much as, as planning is a factor as well um i think luck it will always be a very key factor when it comes to content creation i think people need to be way 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 more aware of that than they are since a lot of people think you know if i do this for two years it will work out and there's literally no guarantee and every time you try to get into a different game or something it's reset to zero as well so Mm -hmm. yeah it's interesting has 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 you know since gaming is your career now has it diminished its uh, entertainment at all do you still find it as fun as as it used to be or uh it, it definitely it definitely has impacted that yeah no for sure um i think it, it it depends a lot on the day like with smite specifically i look nowadays i look at it like it's a job you're not you're likely not going to enjoy your job every single day no matter what job you're doing mm-hmm. uh and and sometimes it's fun and sometimes i enjoy it and other times it's frustrating and, and not so fun and uh yeah both is acceptable both happens from time to time and i just have to uh, keep going, work it as a full-time job, you know, just, just work, uh, when I get up or, or when I, well, at some point of the day, at least, uh, so that, that, uh, I can continue doing what I'm doing. And, uh, it can be, I think if there are like, um, 
moments where I'm I'm held back from it or when I'm frustrated with it, it's not so much about the game usually. Uh, and more so about the YouTube algorithm. Like lately, for example, it's been super frustrating to make content because my videos just uh, all of a sudden basically don't get the same traction. I'm all of a sudden right. losing subscribers when I upload for like mm -hmm. two weeks now, which never happened or like has happened before, but usually for much shorter periods. And sometimes it's just a YouTube bug. Uh, and right now I don't know what it is. And that obviously like that's very demotivating because mm. uh, you're just kind of sitting there like, you know, I haven't done anything wrong uh, as far as I'm aware, but things are suddenly going much worse and I have very little control over it. Yeah. So those times uh, I think would be something that frustrates me more uh, with, with games. Um, I think It's just that, yeah, in many ways, I look at Smite as my job. Um, when I play other games, I, I do realize that I ha have more of a classic um, uh, mentality of like, I'm just playing this game uh, if, I, you know, if I'm not planning to make content about it. But generally, it really burns itself into your mindset that uh, when you play a game, uh, you want to play it in a way where it can be worth making content about at some point. Um, and I think that can like take some of the fun out of it for sure. Yeah. Uh, because you, you, you usually, uh, with my hours, at least I don't really have time to play games just for fun. Um, it has to be something behind where I make a decision that, uh, I, I will maybe try and invest into this game in other ways as well. Hmm. Um, yeah, that brings well, a good point. Oof, that's, I've never thought about, you know, uh, liking something that you play, but also knowing that it is also your job, thinking about doing, that's why you do it. That's a, or I guess, if, yeah. I mean, since gaming is your job, I mean, it's any game now, you're like, yeah. this could potentially be something. Yeah. Um, like um, when a new game, game comes out, my first thought is not, okay, am I going to like this game? But rather, is this going to game, is this game going to be worth it for content creating, creation? Like, will this hold up long term? Um yeah. And and is it worth going into? Uh, and I recently I played um I played through Cyberpunk um <laughs> and uh, and I did uh, I did initially think that I was going to make content about it. I, I thought it would be an interesting one to make content about. Uh, it, it's just not worth it at the moment. There's just like, too not, like too small of a market because yeah, the game didn't I, I go too like well. There was so much buildup for it, and then because of it was it was in the state that it was when it came out. It just yeah, it it, it, it it was kind of like it was what you'd expect right like it was overhyped way overhyped and i did not overhype myself before and i was like I'm, i'm just gonna play this and see if i like it um and then there were a lot of issues with it along with that um and yeah it, i think i really enjoyed that experience still i i think uh story writing wise this was one of the best games i've not the best game i've ever played mm, um, wow that's a bold statement mm -hmm. yeah I, i obviously i was frustrated the bugs as well but on pc yeah. they were fortunately not as bad it was yeah. it was still bad but it was not as bad yeah um and uh for me because i at some point realized that this is not going to be like my content creation thing uh that was a very different experience because i could go a little bit more into just you know just playing it and just enjoying it um yeah which was nice in its, in its own right. Um, yeah. I tried playing yeah, it was... on my, uh, my gen one Xbox one and it was, it was, oh. <laughs> it, it was like 20 frames a second and it didn't work. <laughs> you know, so it was yeah. I, it was definitely like, it was definitely not a game that you would want to play on, on console. There, there was a meme that was like, they tried to sell like their game 
or they, they made a special edition of their game on a console that couldn't run it. <laughs> it, was, it was yeah. <laughs> um, well, the opposite of that is there is there a game besides Smite, of course, that you that you always go back to playing that you just you go back any any type of game. They're just like, oh, I just I go back to it and I just always love playing it every time. Mm, I mean, huh? Um, I I don't really have one in mind. I'm trying to think. I mean, the, uh, there's quite a few games that I would where I'm sure that would be the case. For sure. Like be, before before I even started making content, I I played through uh, Fable one. I think around seven times or so. Oh, wow. So if I had the time right now, I'm sure I'd do another Fable run. Um, sure. Uh, there's. Uh, there's there's flat out two, which is like a oh. car derby game, and I don't like racing games at all. Like the only other car related game that I would ever touch is uh, is Mario Kart. Hey, but, classic. <laughs> but uh, but flat out is such an incredibly fun game, and I'm so disappointed that it, they kind of didn't really continue the same way. Right. Uh, or flat out two was specifically, uh, yeah, it was just so well done. So that's a game I always enjoy playing, especially with friends. Um, That's fantastic. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of games that I, you know, where I'd, I'd love to dive into them again if I had the time for it, but I don't really. Uh, don't stuff together as well. Also, one of those that consumes immense amounts of time, but um, it's super fun. <laughs> oh, yeah. Going now into this year after going through, you know, this this um, harsh 2020 that we had just went through. What are your hopes for yourself and for your goal, especially going into this year and and beyond for your for your career uh i've i've <laughs> i'm too disillusioned to still have goals <laughs> no seriously um i in my initial years of content creation i was um i had like in my idea like oh yeah next year i want to get 200k subs and i want to do this and i want to do that uh, and i very quickly learned that you have very little control over those plans you have very little uh, idea what will go into them uh, and uh, things will always go differently from what you've planned anyways. Um, and this is actually a mindset that I kind of developed earlier in life and I was uh, when I was backpacking um, where I just realized, you know, every day is going to be different from what you thought it might just might be. Um, and, uh, and that's maybe a good thing. You just have to appreciate it and you just have to okay. live your life according to that. Uh, and then I kind of lost that mindset with uni uh, a bit, but then with content creation and came back to me uh, and I was like, you know, I, I just take things as they go and just, just hope it works out and try my best to make things work mm -hmm. out. Yeah, sure. Uh, after, after 2020, especially, I don't want to be, I don't want to be optimistic about things to the same extent. Like yeah. my, my goals, I, I like, I mean, I recently turned 30 and I was like, um, what are my goals for, for being in my thirties? Uh, and in my twenties, I had all these, like, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. I'm going to, by, by the time I'm going to be 30, I'm going to have whatever, uh, a nice car yeah. and, and a house and, and whatnot. Uh, and now I'm like, uh, I hope by the time I'm 40, I will be in, uh, maybe a little bit better health than now. Um, so I have to work on that and, uh, sure. and I hope I'll be fine. <laughs> no. Like, I hope I'll, I'll be okay in whichever, uh, circumstances that may be like it, it really scaled down i think it's also it's also something that um uh, really was scaled down uh with with my generation i think um like you know uh, before me the boomers or something uh where where the expectations in life are really still like you know you work a 
you work a job for five, 10 years, whatever, and then you can afford your house and you start your family. And then, yeah, you know, the, the, the classic, uh, classic, uh, white picket fence, uh, future mm-hmm. or whatever. And, uh, in my generation, I think it's become very clear that, uh, there are a lot of systems that work against you that will probably not allow you to do that unless you are very, very fortunate. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, my my parents thought my parents thought that uh, both my sister and I would be uh, much more successful when we're uh, when we're older than they are. And I think uh, in terms of careers, uh, we are. But if we <laughs> we will ever be in a position to be as financially comfortable for the as as them, uh, it's a completely different question and i doubt it <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah i i a, a um well, what's the word a realistic optimism is is definitely you know like when 2020 happened and the pandemic came out mm-hmm. it kind of i guess it kind of grounded a lot of people's um hopes and stuff mm-hmm. which kind of yeah. sucks but you know it, mm-hmm. nothing stays down forever right so i mean i mean i think i was already somewhat grounded before that because because YouTube grinds you down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it 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 uh, it does ground and grind, uh, and you are very grounded in in two ways afterwards. Um, and uh, yeah, I think you you very quickly learn to to uh, understand your place and uh, how far uh, yeah things can take you or will not take you. Uh, and and how optimistic you should be about them. Gotcha. So I don't I don't know if I would call my position a cautious optimism. Still, I think it's just more uh, blunt realism at this point. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Oh wow. No, but I I do I do love what you said for sure. I think uh, the 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 traditional root like idea of what life would be for everybody is definitely not the case. And I think that white picket fence is just different on the other side for everybody. For sure. Yeah. Which for you is content creating and and building that platform and uh in the community of Smite. So for sure, I understand completely. I I have a couple quick rapid fire questions because you know because I'm I'm a huge Smite guy. You know I've been watching you for a long time. There's a couple of like questions about um about about Smite itself that I'd like to ask <laughs> you real quick. Sure. So what's your who's your favorite god in Smite? Uh, between Hunbats and Willish. Okay. All right. I see. Right. I see a lot of Wheelix okay. on your on okay. your on your channel. Um, Guan Yu the... is also pretty close. Guan Yu and Vamana. Okay, okay that's yeah. enough. <laughs> My favorite was Robin back when he was a warrior. Um, played him. As, I'm a solo lane main. Mm-hmm. Um, Robin was my favorite. That is the greatest. They changed into an assassin. I cried, but now I'm a Bologna guy, so it's all right. <laughs> what was the highest rank you got uh, in like ranked? Um. Uh, gold in conquest in i think season two uh diamond one in joust within like less than 20 games uh, cool. <laughs> that was also interesting uh and uh oh i don't know a plat in duel i think but i have i have literally not touched uh, ranked in in many many years and now <laughs> ranked, i can't ranked, even... is a, ranked is a cesspool to say the least i the i i, I fucking i tried my hardest for so long the highest i ever got was like diamond two and that was absolutely because i want to say if there is anything that is luck centric it is ranked conquest you can get paired with people it doesn't matter what what your rank is how you get ranked with people on your team can be as like silver gold whatever it's it was rough 
Um, yeah, I mean, I I would I would not like I don't necessarily hate the concept of ranked as much nowadays because really after OCE matchmaking nothing can like uh, Australian matchmaking nothing can scare you anymore. Um, <laughs> but uh, like unfortunately now I don't I'm not even in the position where I could play ranked unless I choose to play it on like 200 something ping uh, because yeah. uh, Australian ranked uh, only pops very infrequently only ba- oh. basically with uh, re- pre-arranged games. <laughs> um so yeah it's uh I, I think nowadays i would play it i think uh, i i'm i'm i am relatively bored of of casuals because the competitiveness is just too low when yeah. when i was playing in europe the competitiveness in casuals was actually surprisingly high i think i just must i must have had like just pretty good casual elo yeah uh, and that led to having pretty good games uh and yeah that's just no longer the case so it makes a big difference Okay. But yeah, I I think I think if I would play rank nowadays, I think I'd I'd try to like at least get the diamond. Um, that's yeah, what most of my get friends from back then are as well. So, but yeah. And uh, my, touched a long time. my last question is: What was your favorite season of Smite? Um, I think season two was a lot of chaotic fun in many ways. It had a lot of quirky things like. Uh, dirty bubble meta and stuff but yeah, um, yeah that was that was a interesting one i, wasn't there I, I honestly that. think i honestly think as much as i hated the map and 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 the meta and everything i think uh season seven was otherwise my favorite season because of the guard releases and because of the state that the game is in overall there's just a lot of frustration factors that that aren't there to the same extent as they used to be in previous seasons the game's a lot more polished and stuff mm-hmm. So realistically, I think season eight will probably be my favorite season. Yeah, uh, for sure. It's mine right up. now. Yeah, because it's like, it's just, uh, you know, the I game like, keeps improving to some degree, at least. I feel like there's way more options now. As a solo laner, you know, most of season six and seven was literally Warrior's Blessing boots, potions and whatever. And, you're, you know, it, it was it was pretty refined. Glad Shield all the time, you know. Mm-hmm. But but um, I, I'm, I like, I think it... At least to me, I think it's a bit more, um, you have a bit more freedom. I do have, I get, to build off that for real quick, I mean, do you regret at all what that, um, that you've done YouTube? That this is what you've chosen to do? Or- no, no, I don't regret it. Um, uh, I think I don't regret it, especially in so far that I, like for me, most alternatives are not much more appealing. Mm-hmm. Like I, uh, I've, for example, like one of the things that I did hate with with jobs I had previously that uh, I had to commute to work. I had to get up uh, at, a, at a set time, which whatever my employer chose as their their time to start in the morning, uh, and then I had to commute there, which meant I, I had to get up uh, hours before I felt uh, my biological clock wanted to get up, and uh, yeah, had to had to spend a lot of time moving back and forth that had essentially nothing to do with my jobs. And I absolutely hated that. And I'm also someone who does not necessarily uh, see himself working under someone else, uh, someone someone else's command. Like it depends, obviously. But like, uh, yeah, I, I had some, I had some good bosses, and it's, it was nice to work with them. But I also had some pretty bad bosses, uh, and that was something where I knew I didn't really want to go back into it if I don't have to, uh, and rather be more independent and have my my own choices and stuff like that. But at the same time, uh, I also would never like like close the door on future opportunities uh, of of going into something else. Like uh, realistically, uh, YouTube is such a fragile field and such a risky field, even after years of working in it, that you're always going to have a level of of stress about like 
mm-hmm. where am I going to be uh, five years from now? And if there is a good job opportunity, like working a stable job that that appeals to me, then I might still say, okay, uh, I'll do YouTube as a hobby now. I'll I'll do it like I'll I'll still make some videos, but not on a on a regular basis, yeah. and go on to a job that uh, yeah is is more uh, more stable and more reliable for me long term. But I mean, gotcha. I, what what is still stable and reliable nowadays anyway? So <laughs> I gotcha. Yeah, I think I think the more, most important thing is is be realistic. Uh, don't set your expectations too high because uh, you're gonna be disappointed. I've seen it time and time again. Like if you if you go in thinking this is how I'm gonna like you know how it's gonna go for me, uh, it's probably not. Um, there's a lot of luck involved. Uh, have a good plan. Have a good strategy. Have an idea how you will reach new people because if you don't, then uh, you're gonna be one of millions of creators that. Uh, make content that may be good, but that just doesn't get found. Um, and uh, as long as, yeah, as long you can make the best content, as long as you don't have any strategy to to market it or make it known, um, you will not get very far. And 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 to be in the position that I am in now, where I don't need to advertise my stuff anymore, uh, is a huge, a huge blessing. Like it's it's a massive amount of luck uh, that gets you there. Um, and don't quit whatever you're you're doing just yet <laughs> because uh, there's a lot of um risk involved like even if it goes very well for half a year that doesn't mean that it's going to last automatically like find find like a find out where the the long term standing of your channel is if you get some success because uh, the first years can be massive spikes and it can kind of die off after that um and also be ready for for what this work is like even now i am working roughly 70 ish hours a week uh, to some degree it it depends on what you interpret as work Uh, like if you interpret for example playing the game as work as well um or like whatever doing socializing with with fans and stuff like that Uh, but but all of that included it it really is an is a job that is like almost all consuming and it's very hard to find free time you are probably not going to have weekends you're not going to have many vacations uh and all the other things that come with a settled job which may sound like not so much of a big deal initially but it it does uh take its toll on you and you have to find your own ways to uh to make breaks in between so that is something to be very aware of i i know that those are not the most uh optimistic sounding words when it comes to content creation but i think uh I think we get way too much of this um, messaging that, uh, you know, it's just a rise and grind thing. And if you do that for a while, then you're going to be a millionaire. Uh, and that's yeah. really not what it's going to be for most people. And it, it, quite the opposite. It's it's a very tough job. It's a relatively low paying job. And uh, it's it doesn't seem like it at first. Uh, but yeah, it sounds weird to say it's a tough job, but like, Physically, I think this job has taken more of a toll on me than uh, a lot of the physical work I did uh, when I was younger, which is quite ironic. But uh, yeah, be prepared to sit a lot of uh, hours in a desk, uh, in a chair, in front of a desk, staring at a screen. Uh, It's it's a weird lifestyle. And it's also a very strange lifestyle when it comes to uh, socializing because you're self-employed. You're not in in an office environment or any environment where you typically work with other people. So... Yeah, you're your own man, which is nice. You have your your own uh, work hours and stuff like that. So those are some of the benefits. But outside of that, uh, prepare to be 
in a very different life from, from what a, I would say a, a normal working person has. My name is Duke Sloth, and this has been The Power of Four. Thank you again so much. Thank you. Thank you for hanging out. That was fun. All right, perfect. All right. <laughs> Wait, I wanted, I wanted to tell you something funny. Um, what's up? What's up? I, I actually ended up uh, listening to, like, you can, you can include this as well if you want to. Um, I actually ended up having a bit of a listen into your podcast beforehand. Um, just so, you know, get an idea, like yeah. who you are or what it, what it sounds like. And, um, I came across, I, I think I just scrolled through the episodes and I saw a name that sounded familiar, but wasn't actually familiar. Um, uh, I think it was the Kaylee Danielle episode, yeah. um, where there's a song at the end. And, um, because of your podcast, I actually, uh, ended up looking for that song and uh because i was like wow this is actually really nice and oh. and ironically couldn't find it anywhere because uh i then found out that it's not even released yet no yeah. <laughs> oh. yeah. and 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 now i'm following the the person that that oh. uh is is working on that song and i guess it'll come out eventually on instagram to see when it finally comes out <laughs> oh that's incredible sure. that's exactly what the show is supposed <laughs> to do that's fantastic. perfect yeah so um yeah basically um a good friend of ours who went to school her name is uh kaylee and she's currently working on music. She uh, lives in Florida too. And um, yeah, so that was actually originally supposed to be um, like we had the the guest and then the artist, um, but she um, was still working on the song. So we had just decided to do an, a small little interview about her song. So the music in the background was the instrumental for that track. Yeah, but yeah. Yes. Yeah, she's still currently working on it, but it's coming out very, very soon. It actually should be coming out for this season that we're working on with you, um, I think, within the next couple of weeks. So, man, that's so funny. I, <laughs> that's fantastic. That's wow. fantastic. I love that. I will definitely let her know. She'll, yeah. I, she'd love that. She absolutely would yeah. love that. Yeah, right. Tell her to hurry up with the song. It's been so long. <laughs> 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 though, though, I got to say, ironically, because um, she, she did like this... Um, this commentary over the song, right? Uh, right? At the end of the episode, she just kind of explained how the song came to be. And I think in a way that was like its own vibe. Um, kind of, there's a, there's a, there's a song, um, I think it's called uh, Raconte Moi Une Histoire, which is, uh, let me see if I can find it. Yeah, I was going to. Uh, M83, you might be familiar with them. It's a, uh, they were kind of popular for a while because they had this uh, song called Midnight City. Um, okay. Not, not, not the most popular name, I guess, M83, but um, it, it may, I, I think if you hear the song, you'll, you'll recognize it. Um, yeah, Midnight City was just uh, very huge for like a few years ago. Super uh, popular in commercials and stuff as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, awesome. I got it written down here. Uh, and uh, and uh, they they have this other song, uh, "Raconte Ma Une Histoire." Uh, God, that was terrible. That was my, uh, my French being butchered. But um, that is essentially a, a little girl telling a story uh, about some frogs hmm. with some very subtle music in the background. That's just one of their tracks. I think it's like I the like outro that. track of the album, oh. and it kind of reminded me of that. It's just I don't know. It's a very you know specific genre, but it kind of worked that way as well. That's Man, yeah, that's freaking that's awesome, fantastic, dude. man. I love that. Yeah. Absolutely love that. And now presenting Scarlett Samillo. 
Did you think I was dramatic or overly emotional? When I'm spilling my wine and my friends doing time, well, I'm sorry you were dead wrong. Did you think we'd stay up all night, talking till we see the sunrise? With my head on your chest and me holding your hand, but you spend your time trying to get in my head, asking if it was something you said. Got my back facing you in our bed, 'cause I can't tell you what I did. I've been coughing, denying your calls, took the gun from the safe in the world, but I can't tell you what I did, what I did well. Baby, I tried. They kicked me off front door, click back. What? 